Hello and welcome to the SJ Chronicles. It's uh, 23.10, 11.10pm, 17th of November 2017. First thing to say is that today is the 7th anniversary of the death of Ralph, um, the cat that gave his name both to the Ralph site, my non-profit pet bereavement resource, and more recently is giving his name to the Ralph, um, and many other things no doubt, including the new charity, uh, and who knows what else. Um, now of course, you know, I view it more as a sort of, um, it's his individual legacy and there's some stuff around the day that he died that um, I haven't really got time in a short segment to show you with you that I will one day though um, that you know just uh, means that um, yeah there was some very special stuff going on then but um, just as also you know uh, a symbol of all the other animals that um, were sort of paying homage to uh, by this gesture if you like um, I hope you had a good day um, I kind of tried to do a few bits and pieces at home today really ended up going to bed really late last night and so I kind of got up a little bit later today um, therefore it's not been a, a full day but anyway um, yeah and I, I think I'm just gonna have to wrap this week up with carrying on with this culture stuff because um, it just keeps coming <laughs> I meant to say last night but I forgot you know that when I was having this conversation with my friend from Derby and her friend um, especially her friend who, you know, who's a vet that locums, um, she was telling me some, some of the stories that she's encountered in various practices that she's worked at. And, um, you know, it's by absolutely no surprise to me because with what we're doing at the Ralph, you know, we're trying to address some of these issues that therefore it's just yet more evidence. Um, she gave a great example of a place where she had locumed at one year and it was a really nice atmosphere and everyone got on really well and there was lots of camaraderie and support for one another and smiling and laughing and joking and all that sort of stuff um, and then they decided to bring a new practice manager in from who knows where um, and you know in the course of a year um, the next time she went back to locum all of the permanent vets had left a lot of the permanent nurses had left the place was just transformed in a very very bad way um, and it just really shows you the impact that, you know, um, managers, I hate that term, um, managers, management, ugh. but anyway, um, decision makers, whatever we shall call them, um, the impact that they can have on a place, you know, and, um, you know, for me, I think culture is everywhere, right? It's not like it's so, you know, it's a sort of a different level of a business or something like that. It, it's absolutely everyone's responsibility and it's everywhere. But having said that, one of the reasons I'm sure that the Ralph will succeed in its cultural aspirations is because I'm the founder. And I don't mean that in any kind of brash or arrogant sense, but I think if me as the founder is committed to the cause, then even if not everybody on the sort of decision-making management level is necessarily um, committed to the cause or I'm going to come on to another point in a minute but actually understands the cause um, then hopefully I will be able to at least make sure that you know we don't um, steer far off from the original vision now, let's face it was my vision so how, how can I steer too far off my authentic vision um, you know but otherwise I mean yeah it, this is the thing you know so trying to get places to change trying to create change in a place when you're not empowered to do so 
Um, and to be honest, this is why I left my last job, you know, back in 2014 and um, decided I only had one, well, two options. One was to stop betting and the other was to do what I'm doing uh, and set up the Ralph because, you know, I could see all of the things that needed to be different but was in no way empowered to make them different and the people that were empowered to make them different <laughs> couldn't see all of the ways things needed to be made different or didn't care or fill in the blank. Um, so yeah, so that's um, that's one story. I'm going to come back after the interlude and uh, tell you a couple of more to wrap up the culture theme from the last couple of days. So the other thing I wanted to um, continue the culture theme with this evening was, and I've touched on this before, but you know just how it's becoming so very apparent to me um, that that there are these levels and that really what I'm trying to do at the Ralph is a level beyond, I think, what many people uh, really comprehend. Um, Rue and Stacy are complete exceptions to that because we've spent quite a lot of time together and they and I are increasingly uh, in tune with one another, um, which I've said before is amazing because it can't just be me that understands what we're trying to do. But what I'm coming to realize, not that I, well, I don't know, I kind of realized it, but I suppose until it actually happens, you don't fully realize it is just the enormity of the challenge in terms of how the breadth of people in key roles, uh, key's the wrong word, in management roles, decision-making roles, whatever we should call them. Um, I'll actually, I'll come to a word for those people in the end so that I can stop gibbering about it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, how like, you know, I think we're going to find that a lot of those people also don't fully get it um, and I will do my very best to explain to them what it is I'm trying to do. Um, but you know, if people don't, if people aren't open-minded and receptive and come with, a, you know, the irony is you put people in roles because of the experiences they've had in a kind of objective operational type of sense um, and especially when you're a new business and you're fundraising and you need investment and it needs to look like the, the team the senior management team, the founding team, um, you know, has experience and so on to investors and so forth who have less risk tolerance, then, you know, you have to put people in certain roles. But um, yes, they might be able to execute on the operational stuff and so on, but they really understand the vision of what we're trying to do. And I think that's going to be um, an, a big, a big thing to be very focused on as well as, you know, um, all of the other people so yeah you, you know I guess I'm just uh, it's becoming increasingly clear to me as we engage in more and more people and you know start to think about who might be in other roles and so on that um, that yeah this is gonna be a very interesting process shall we say um, but hey it's all good because um, you know I've said before it's an authentic founding vision and there's plentiful people that are committed to the cause of delivering it so we will get there um, it's gonna be a very interesting journey and then the other thing I want to talk about was, I, I can't remember if I'd mentioned it, but I, I know that I've said I'm a trustee of a charity, uh, in an animal charity, and I think I'd mentioned that some while ago I'd had a conversation with the chief vet and she had some ideas about things she wanted to do around broadening the educational resources available uh, from a clinical point of view and how you know it fits with some of the key objectives of what the charity's trying to do. and. Um, you know, her ideas objectively 
are very good and seem to make a lot of sense um, and are things that I would like us to be doing with our charity in the future and you know I would be fully behind um, and also that she gives a hell of a lot you know and um, goes above and beyond and takes a lot of responsibility and does a lot of traveling and works long hours and has a lot of this emotional burden and so on which I, which I know I talked about in a previous episode and so it was very disappointing to hear from her today that she had put together a proposal and basically it had been knocked down on the basis of there not being enough funding now I'm not getting into the detail of this because I don't know the detail of it in terms of exactly what transpired and this is obviously a second-hand conversation and as a trustee it's not my role to tell senior management how to run the charity right but the thing I wanted to mention was that she said to me in a message it was less about how being disappointed about not being able to deliver or to you know be authorized to progress it was more that she felt just unheard and that people weren't actually willing to listen to what her reasons and her justifications and her arguments for why she wanted to do this stuff and as I say I, I wasn't there so I can't comment firsthand but um, this business of being unheard and how important it is to ha let everyone have their say um, and then consider how you will respond and how you communicate transparently your response um, is again something that's so so very crucial um, and it's definitely part of our you know um, our strategy if you want to call it that any cool look have a great weekend if i don't pop in and do a segment i'll catch you on monday evening and in the meantime take chances be compassionate live in a beautiful state have an open heart and an open mind <laughs>